Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. The ball goes up and there's kind of like a, the front of the green is up a, a little higher than the green itself. So I just see the ball land over that dip. It bounced straight going toward the pin. I turned to my dad. I said, that might be in the hole. So I was 18. My brother was 14. We go walking up to the green. There's nothing on the green. <laughs> and, and my little brother, 14 years old, God bless him, runs up to the hole, picks it out of the hole. And he's like, it went in! It went in! Which, David, I don't know if you know this, but if you get a hole of one, you got to pull the ball out of the hole. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Fanatics Podcast. We are so glad to have you, whether you're a longtime listener or a first-time friend. I am one of your hosts, David Magadoff, and with me is my most wonderful co-host, Claire Kramer. Hello, Claire. Hello, David. Guten Tagen. How are you? Ooh, this is, is this like small... Deutschland, Germanic town, and in, in Ohio I talk. I think it's Guten Tag, not Tagen. Oh. <laughs> Good day. We're learning. Good day. Yes, Deutschland. Good day. Sprechen Sie Deutsch. Ein bisschen. Sprechen Sie Deutsch. A little. This is a great day because we have on the most wonderful John O. Wilson, uh, who you know as Perry on I Love That for You. Yes, Showtime's I Love That for You, starring Vanessa Bayer, Molly Shannon, and John O. A Raven's Home, The Pole, Jungle Land, Open House, King Richard. King Richard. John O. is. Uh, so flippin' funny on I Love That For You, which, by the way, everyone needs to watch that show. It has become my wife and I's one of our favorite shows of 2022. It's just so good. It's like Ted Lasso meets QVC. That's mm. how I describe it. It's the ensemble comedy that you didn't know you wanted for it's a kind QVC of like, show. Is it but... kind of like um, Superstore a little bit? Yes. Okay. Uh, yes. That's, I, yes. I'm a huge fan of that show. Um, Not quite as goofy. It's a little more adult. Like again, it's a little more Ted Lasso than than sort of. Okay. Superstore is a little more broad, um, but it's it's just so good. And Jono's so great on it. And I know him from you know Groundlings World and just the comedy world in general. And he's the sweetest, nicest guy. He's so funny on that show. I remember he was telling me uh, that you know it started off as like you know just a possibly recurring character and then it turned into essentially a series regular role and just this great great part that you know he's he thr he he 
threads a needle on that show. I'm giving him some major props because it's a character that is uh, sexually quite uh, promiscuous and ambiguous, but he plays it so... uh, It it could be something that with a different actor would be maybe a little larger than life and could Mm -hmm. get a little, I don't know, maybe goofy or slapsticky because of the, the... the content that it is, but he plays it so grounded and he plays it so real and it's still bitingly funny. It's a, it's just a great show. I, I, I rarely talk about shows like this uh, because I rarely see shows like this. Mm-hmm. So it's just a really nice, nice, nice to see a comedy that actually makes you laugh. <laughs> uh, yes. And before we, we segue into the uh, podcast, I do want to just sidebar a second that you absolutely must cosplay as Ted Lasso, the character, because mm. with the stash and the glasses, the, the aviator glasses, and, you know, you got to just, you got to do it. You got to make a little sign that says goldfish and you got to go for it, David Magadoff. You, you Claire, and do, Ted do, must Is there one. cosplay for Ted Lasso? <laughs> yeah. I hope there, so. Well, now there should be. You, you're going to create there you it. Go. Yeah. So anyway, <laughs> yes. A, a great episode talking about golf with John O. Wilson. Take a listen. Do you own a golf cart? And if you don't, how many would you like to own one day? No, I don't own a golf cart. Uh, but one day I'd like to own two. Why two? You know, if you're having company over, for example, it can get a little cramped in those golf carts. And they're so fun. Like they're gonna, there's going to be more than one person that wants to drive. That's kind of you. That's nice. That's, yeah. It's nice that you're being thoughtful of there's that many people who are not only coming over so that you have friends. That's good. Yeah. And I like that you are offering another cart. And I you mean, probably yeah. don't want them to drive your cart. Yeah. If we're if we're living in this reality where I can just have as many golf carts as yeah, I want, we I are. might as well be generous, right? Yeah. Great. <laughs> yeah. I, you know, and you bring up a really good point. Always, always too many people on one golf cart. I can't tell you how many times yeah. as a teen I almost tipped golf carts. <laughs> Seriously. Oh, yeah. They can be dangerous. They, they only go 12 miles an hour, but you don't want someone shooting off the back. Let's just say they're top heavy, you know? <laughs> yeah, we've all seen jackass. Especially when loaded with clubs. Okay, today we are talking yeah. about your fanaticism for golf. For someone who is living on, you know, the moon or Mars where they don't have golf, how would you describe the sport? To everyone. For Elon Musk. For Elon Musk. Golf is for Elon. Okay. Golf is a game. It is a sport. It is a gentleman's game. Mm -hmm. It teaches you how to be gracious, how to compete against somebody else, but to always give respect to the other person. And, you know, on on a very basic level, you have a couple sticks, you hit a ball, you try to get them into a hole. Mm Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That is very basic. It's and very how basic. and how long does the average golf game take for you to play? Now, I know it varies based on your skill set and your your level it, of you know play. It does vary. When I first moved to LA, I ca- I was a caddy, which is the guy that carries your golf bag. So I did that at a country club, and I played behind Mark Wahlberg uh, one day, and I think he probably played in about an hour and a half, which is crazy. Wow. He like zipped. He zipped. And a, a normal round for me is probably, if there's no one else on the course, three and a half hours mm-hmm. is, a, is a nice round. But more often than not, it's like four and a half hours. It's a day. It's a day's event for mm-hmm. sure. At, at least a solid half day, you know. 
Solid half day. Yes. Unless you're waking up really late and going to bed really early. But do you like it? Do you like that the time just sort of flies by? Is it about you on by yourself? Is it about you with as many people as possible? What is that? What is the joy of that time? Because some See, people now this look, is... are hearing this and going, fuck me. I can't believe someone would spend that amount of time right. just on this course. Now, and then there are people who are like, this is everything for me. Yes. Now, here's the thing. Golf is one activity. Within that one activity, there are a ton of other activities that can be happening. So you can have one day where you go out, you play by yourself. That is like a meditation. You know, I like used to do that. I would just go out by myself and just kind of let my brain go and be out in nature. And it's like, great. You can also have a game where you play with other people and they want to gamble. They want to they want to make it interesting. Let's see let's see what your skills are. Then you can have another one where it's like I haven't even caught up with these people in a long time. We're now on the course. We have a couple of drinks. We're having fun. We're catching up. We're talking about the game, but we're talking about life. I mean, it's come on. It's the best. It's the best. And when did you discover <laughs> in your life, the game of golf. Tell me about your first introduction and experience and when you started feeling that best feeling about this sport. Yeah, what's your origin story? Claire, that's a great, uh, a great question. So when I was, I started playing when I was younger and it was, my dad was really like, you need to play golf. I know, you know, I grew up playing soccer and basketball and football. And of course, those were the sports I wanted to play. And my dad was like, just trust me, when you get older, you're gonna always have this game. You're gonna always play this game and it will allow you to be competitive in your life for your entire life. Um, and I was like, no, it's boring. And I played football and I tore my ACL. I oh. uh, dislocated my shoulder 13 times oh, in two weeks. Oh, um, God, so it was like, <laughs> so in high school, it kind of took a back seat. And then, but like growing up, my friends and I would play and we would even play in tournaments and stuff, but I just didn't have the patience for it. Can you give me the age that your father first was telling you about this and specifically where in America? Because that gives me context because yeah. I'm like, is this Michigan? Is this Tallahassee? This where is-, is Worcester, Massachusetts. Oh, okay. oh yeah. New very yeah. golf oriented. Typical yeah. New England town. Yeah. Um, and Green. he probably, there wasn't one age when he told me, he told me when I was five and I was like, I don't know what you're talking about. And then he told me again when I was like 12 and I was like, please God, no. And then like in high school and I was like, dude, I want to go to the school dance and meet a girl, like give me a break. But then like after college, I kind of, you know, I, I moved to LA, uh, you know, three years after college and my cousin said to me, you know, you should really caddy out there as like a side job while you're pursuing acting. And I was like, oh my God, you can, yeah, you can play golf in LA year round. And so when I got, really when I started doing that, we could play for free at this really nice country club, LA country club, uh, twice a week. And I would just kind of, while I was trying to figure out my life and what I was going to do, I would just zip over there at like 3.30 in the afternoon and just play around by myself. And it was at that moment where I really realized that doing this activity allowed me to let all the noise go away, all those, all those negative thoughts or worries or anxieties. And I could just be out there by myself and 
kind of just stop worrying for a minute, you know? That's like when I- It was meditative. It was meditative. Contemplative. It was contemplative. So pretty. It's just such, you're on these giant fields of green, no one's around, and I get it. Yeah. But what's funny is you're talking about competition, and so is this just something that you, like, your dad was saying, you know, this will keep you competitive. Mm-hmm. Like that's not everybody needs to be that way. Claire's going. I, well, I get it because Claire, <laughs> as we know, is the most competitive person in the world, and will turn everything into a competition. But that is not uh, for the people who aren't Kramers, and I guess Wilsons. Yeah. Like, what is this something a part of your family that's always been like? Because my family has that would never be a thing. Being competitive is not a a quality on the on the family crest. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's definitely on the Wilson crest. It's on the Wilson crest because. You know, I, the other thing was, uh, one of the things I learned when I was younger was how, for me, how important team sports were for me, because it helped me to figure out, um, how to, how to deal with different personalities and, and what you're, you know, you're like a cog in, in the wheel and what, it, what are you supposed to be doing? So competition was always there just because my brother and I always played sports. But when I talk about competition with golf, you know, either you're doing the gambling thing with friends and you're saying, all right, you know, I'm, I'm beating you by a couple strokes and you owe me 20 bucks or whatever. Or I think that like kind of testing yourself is one of the things I love about it. It's like a competition with yourself. The only person that really you're trying to beat is the last version of you. You're just always trying to improve upon yourself. And I think that like, in, it, I just think that golf is really a microcosm for life in that way. It's always, you know, learning from your mistakes, practicing, trying to get better. And, you know, on the days when you have a bad round, the only person you can blame is yourself. And the days when you have a good round, you walk out of there like you're the king of the castle. You know? And I think that's like... It's just such an, it's, it's empowering. And then it's also the worst thing in the world. Cause you just feel like you're a complete loser. <laughs> and <laughs> if there's one thing I know about golf, at least for me, like as much as I think I am going to be a predictable player on days, I am completely not predictable. You know, you can go into, yeah. I, I can play evenly and nicely for months and months and months. And then someone's like, hey, play in this tournament with me. And I'm like, absolutely, I'm a great player. And I get up there and, and you're terrible. blow it, you know? So there is, you can't lose respect for the game. <laughs> yes, yes. I have voicemails on my phone. And like, it's another thing you can connect with. If somebody else plays golf, mm-hmm. you can have a billion conversations because you've both been through it all, mm-hmm. you know? And, it, and it's something to really connect on. I have voicemails on my phone from my parents. One is like my mom saying, I broke a hundred today and I'm going to dive into a bowl of wine. <laughs> like legitimately said that, like just gonna, I am just gonna party like it's 1999 because that's what I shot a 99. And then- ah. Worcester. And then I have one. Yeah. And then I have like one for my dad who's like, I, I actually talked to him on the phone last week and he was like, oh, your mother just got home and we're going to have to tie her to the chair because she's going to commit suicide. She played so bad today. It's like, you know, the, the ups and downs. 
Ha, but has, you keep coming back. You keep, you keep coming, coming back. back. I, I, I think, first of all, I want to ask you about a hole-in-one. So let me let me ask you that. Have you gotten the elusive hole-in-one? I have not. Yes, I have. Oh! Yes, I have. How many have you gotten? Oh. I've gotten one. Mm. It was- That's all you need. You want to talk about like New England, July 4th, <gasps> playing with my parents and my younger brother. I hit a- Eight iron, it's a 170-yard hole. It's my summer going into college. The ball goes up, and there's kind of like a, the front of the green is up a, a little higher than the green itself. So I just see the ball land over that dip. It bounced straight going toward the pin. I turned to my dad, I said, that might be in the hole. So I was 18, my brother was 14. We go walking up to the green. There's nothing on the green. And... <laughs> And my little brother, 14 years old, God bless him, runs up to the hole, picks it out of the hole. And he's like, it went in, it went in. Which, David, I don't know if you know this, but if you get a hole in one, you got to pull the ball out of the hole. That's like the whole oh. thing. So he he ruined it for you. He ruined that moment you for know, you. We hate him forever. No, 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 no. Okay. No. Um, you just hate him because he'd be just normal. You just went. You just went. I love it. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. I'm yeah. an only child, so I have no sibling rivalries. I'm <laughs> trying to make them out. I'm trying to make them happen. No. <laughs> no, it was more like, you know, it. he was so excited for me. It mm -hmm. was kind of sweet, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Do you keep so, that ball forever? Is it like enshrined in like a small glass box in the house? You know what's funny? Okay. He's grabbing something. So Please I have, I have my, ball. wait, can you hold on one second? Yes. Oh, we'll hold on. One second. And yeah, yeah, this is going to be not even be any right seconds now. for you. <laughs> All right. He's running. Now, this was a Christmas present from my dad the following year. It's the eight iron I use oh. and it's engraved. <gasps> so it says... 169 oh, cool. yards, eighth hole, witnessed by Jim, Mary, and Peter Wilson. Worcester Country Club, 7403. That is awesome. That is awesome. <laughs> so, and did the Country yeah. Club also put your name on the plaque? Like you, are you, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's like the most. I'm on there. That wow. is the most important Forever. thing. Yeah. Yeah. To get that name up there. Wow. I love it. Yeah. Uh, and that you did it with the yeah. eight iron. That's my favorite. I like shooting with yeah. the irons off the tee. But I, part of that is because I have better control. Now that I'm older, I can, you know, shoot with, the, with other clubs. But I really like the yeah. irons. Like I, when I learned yeah. to play, I shot with the seven off everything. The seven is a great middle of the road club. Yeah. Right? You can get some distance out of it, mm -hmm. but it's it's got enough loft that, that you're not going to be spraying it left and right. right. You know, the funny thing was, so my brother was 14 when that happened, and I used the eight iron. It was 169 yards. And my brother, after that, he's four years younger. After that, he would only use an eight iron on that hole. And he would come up like 30 yards short. And my dad would be like, what are you doing? And he was like, I am not going to get a hole in one on this hole with a five iron. I am using the same club as Jono. I am not going to, I would never be able to live it down, you know, which is another funny thing. I really find that especially men, if you can hit a long drive, guys are just like, you're cool. Mm -hmm. You're cool, man. You can hit it far. You're a cool person. I want to be your friend. It's like incredibly <laughs> simple. <laughs> 
As a professional welder, Shayna Ford uses Forge FX to practice over and over, which helps her improve her skills. The more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. The wait is over. So far, you're not losing. The only thing you're losing is my patience. Quickly, I see that. Bing! The queen of the courtroom is back. I didn't do anything. You wouldn't know the truth if it came up and slapped you in the face. I see he's not intimidated by anything. I can fix that. New cases. She wanted to fight me. Leave her alone. Okay, so, um... Not, this is not a so. This is a period. Classic Judy. Did you sleep with her? Yes, Your Honor. You married his cousin. His brother. That's not him. Yes, ma'am. I would make a beeline for the door. The Emmy Award-winning series returns. How did I know that? I have crystal ball in my head. It's an all-new season. It's streaming. You can say anything. <laughs> Judy Justice, only on Freebie. Are you someone who will take people like on their first golf tries, or do you only play with people who? are you know experienced in some way no and also this let this go into the question of how often do you play currently jono yeah okay um i usually play about once a week um a lot yeah yeah it's great uh but I'll, i'll play with anyone really you know i have a couple friends who recently started and i live right near a little par three course and so we'll go out there and they're just kind of learning and asking for tips and stuff and it's great it it's and I just like find that, you know, so many, so often people are like, well, let's get a drink and catch up or something. It's like, if you could catch up on the golf course, it's, it's, there's no pressure. It's kind of just enjoying the day. And then conversation naturally comes up, you know, which is just another aspect I love about it. So like my friends and I will kind of catch up playing the yeah. part three. It's like, that only takes like an hour and a half. No, I totally agree with you. To me, even like with dealing with my kids or like Mm -hmm. my father taught me to golf when I was very young as well. Same reasons. I'm from Ohio. It's just what you did. That was where business took place. That was where, you know, socialization. That was the Saturday family event. So I I find that it's a really great time to have difficult conversations. Like if I need to talk to my daughter or if I need to talk to my kids, I'll take them out, you know, just even on like a front nine or something. And just, I'll be able to talk to them without actually having to look at them. (laughs) You know what I mean? Yeah. Like it just gives, it's like a warm blanket. You know, you can, you can. Yeah, there's no awkward silence. Right. You can just, you've got that activity that is going on in the background and it's a good catalyst for getting in like, that's why I think so much business is done on the golf course as well, because it's it's no pressure. Yeah. It takes a couple hours. You could work out a deal. So I'm I'm a big yeah. fan for all the same reasons. Yeah, no, I, I I mean that was also a reason why my dad was like, you gotta play golf, because at that time we weren't thinking, you know, when I was a kid, we weren't thinking that I was gonna move to LA and be an actor. It was uh you know, and I did graduate college and I was a consultant in mm-hmm. DC for three years. And it was nice because, you know, the bosses at the company would be like, Oh, we have a, we have a round, Jono, you're coming with us, you know? So I would be like, see you guys. Oh, okay. like, I got to go play golf <laughs> with the big wigs, you know, which was great. <laughs> so here's my follow-up to Claire then, because Claire 
made a great point, right? Business and a lot of work gets done. And obviously you can do so many things in this lollygagging sport in like the best kind of way. Yeah. Um, so my question for you is now that you're on a show, Jono, mm. have you reached out or has your PR people reached out and have been like, it's like the first thing now that you're mildly famous, yeah. are you able to say, get me into any celebrity type golf tournament that you possibly can? Yes. That's <laughs> I mean, like just done legitimately that. the dream of my life is to play in the Pebble <laughs> Beach Pro-Am. Uh-huh. You know, it's like started by Bing Crosby. There's so much history. You know, I would just love to do that. And yeah, we're working on it, man. Good. We're working on it. I bet there's a million. I, there I, have a ton. A friend who, I have a friend who was like a recurring character on the middle. And she, she's like, and she started, she was like 19 and they would fly. They still, I think to this day, it started then. And she still gets flown out to like Iowa to some golf <laughs> tournament that she's terrible at it. So I'm like, if she can do it, like Jono, there's, there's gotta be like tournaments that gives everywhere me so much hope. That gives me so much hope. Yeah. I, I'm, I, you know, once, you know, fingers crossed, once season two is announced, I'm going hard on yes. the PR campaign yes. in the golf circuit. Yeah. Yes. And I was like, you know, I did an episode of Curb Your Enthusiasm and I'm, you know, there with Larry and he's, he's a huge golfer. And I was just like, I got, I got to just move this conversation to talk about <laughs> golf somehow. Did I didn't, I didn't. I was like, well, there's a bunch of the episodes are at the country club. I know. I know. I know. Like maybe, maybe he'll, maybe he'll invite me to be in a foursome or something. Like <laughs> you never know. Yeah, you never know. So yeah. life is long, and uh, and paths cross many times. That's right. Yeah, I had a um when I was caddying at L.A. Country Club. I um one of the guys who I caddied for, great guy. He he requested me one day, and he knew that I was acting, and so I get called up, which never happened because I was like at the bottom of the totem pole at that club. And um, I got up there and he said, you're taking that bag. And it was this huge orange bag. And I was like, whose name is that? And it was Will Ferrell. And I, so I caddied for Will Ferrell. And this is actually, this was actually kind of crazy. So I caddied for him and I thought, you know, I'm just going to let him have his round. I'm not going to talk to him about the fact that I'm doing the groundlings or that I'm, I auditioned for SNL or any of this stuff. And at about the twelfth hole, that's wild that you wouldn't say any of that. I would, I would totally figure out as if I could because it's it's genuine and it's authentic, and I think he would appreciate it. But anyway, keep going. Yeah, I mean, the the member was like uh, on like the tenth hole. He's like, hey, if you talk to him about anything, I was like, no, let him just enjoy his round. He doesn't want to talk to some kid about this stuff. And so on the and the member was like, I'll say something, and he never did. And so <laughs> on like the twelfth hole, Will hooked a ball, hit it pretty far left. So the two of us are just kind of walking and he looked over at me and he said, what else do you do out here? I said, I'm an actor. And he was like, oh, that's so exciting. Do you have an agent? I was like, yeah. And he's like, that's amazing. Are are you doing comedy or drama? He was so genuine and so nice about it. And of course, then I talked to him about the groundlings and stuff. And he said to me, listen, if you have any questions about anything, the rest of the round, just ask. I'm happy to talk to, to you about it. It was really generous. And at the end of the round, he gave me a nice tip. He said, listen, you're throwing darts at a dartboard keep throwing them and they're going to start to stick. And he gave me kind of a bro hug. And I was like, this just made my life. Like this was the coolest thing of all time. So then fast forward to um, being on, I love that for you. And I know Molly Shannon here's friends. So I tell Molly that story 
And like a week later, Molly sends me a DM and she was like, I saw Will last night. I brought the story up to him and he said, congratulations and hi, he remembers the story. I was like, oh. what? That's just so, that's like such a, you know. That's so oh, awesome. That. that That yeah. is, yeah. he seems like such a nice guy. I've seen, he, he's mm-hmm. a sports dude. I've seen him. He's very into LAFC. So. Yeah. Great dude. Great dude. But like that, you know, because of golf, I have that, that story because I love the game and I wanted to work you know, in the game in some capacity while I was, you know, living my dream. And uh, I have that story because of it, you know. Have you, do you use a caddy now? Or do you, and what is your, like, we talked a little bit at the opening about carts. I know that cart versus walking is a big thing. Um, yep. What is your, yep. what is your preferred method? Or does it vary course by course? Or day by Claire, day? Claire, I am, I am a purist. If you can walk the course, I'm walking the course and I'm carrying my own bag. Mm-hmm. That's, that's my deal. But there are some courses that like, you just can't walk. They're just too treacherous. So you have to take a cart. Yeah. (laughs) Which is, you know, I'm fine with that. But yeah, I prefer to walk. I prefer to walk. I prefer walking, but I do like the fact that golf is something you can play into your seventies and eighties because you can then transition to the cart, you know? So it's, it's a totally designed for everyone. (laughs) I know. Equal opportunity. Um, yeah, yeah, it, it really is. Jono, people that you fancy, mm. are these people that you need them to be in love with golf like yourself? Or are you okay that this is your thing and the, your, uh, your, others, your other halves when you have them uh, that they are like, whatever, sure. Are they like, do they need, if they're into it, are you into it? So, you know, my girlfriend had never played golf before and I was like, you know, I love to do this. I, I grew up, you know, when we did family vacations, there were four of us. So we would always play golf during the vacations, which was also a nice thing, you know, like love my family, very close to them. It's nice when you can have like an activity instead of just looking at each other and, uh, you know, picking fights or whatever. But um, so I said, you know, you should look into it, like see, see how you do. And we went to the, go- the range and she was hitting some balls and she was crushing them. It's like, this is going to be great. We're going to be able to take trips together and play together. I bought her uh, some lessons. The teacher completely screwed her up, just completely screwed up her swing. Mm. She kind of lost it. And now she's like, no, it's not for me. Have it be your thing. And to be honest, like either way, I'm happy. Really, either way, I'm happy. I don't want her out on the course being like, why did you bring me on this stupid course to play this stupid game? You bastard. I am happy. that I can go out with, you know, my buddies and play and come back. And, you know, she always says to me, you better shoot under an 80 or you got chores to do at home. You got chores. So at least she knows the language. <laughs> she That's knows good. the language. She's getting there. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. What is the craziest weather condition you've played in? I've played in like near hurricane, yes. <laughs> I feel like. And just that desire to complete. I'm a completionist. Yeah. So the desire to complete yes. is there. What what is your status with that? I, I'm right there with you, Claire. We're we're peas in a pod. Competition and finish what you started. That's I feel like those that's our motto. Um so like I said, when we I would take um trips with my family and we went to uh, Ireland one year and you know, when you think about playing golf in Ireland, it should be rainy. It should be windy. And we played one day where it was literally like 
It was a monsoon. The wind was insane. We were soaked head to toe. But I kind of, I like really enjoyed it. We all played terribly. You can't play in that weather. But it was like, you know, the scene from Caddyshack where the the uh, bishop is is playing. It's like, I don't think the, t- the heavy stuff is coming down for a while, you know? But I actually played like three weeks ago on a, on a course in Simi Valley and um, there was legit lightning in the sky. And the four of us were like, they haven't rang a bell or anything or told us to come in. So let's just kind of keep playing. And the, the ranger, the guy that kind of makes sure everything's going well in the course came by and he's just like, hey, just watch out for the lightning. And he drove off and I was like, <laughs> what the hell does that mean? Just watch, just dodge the lightning, just dodge it. <laughs> That's just them covering lawsuits. It's just like, we said something. Yeah, right. <laughs> we told them there was lightning. I said it. It was their choice. <laughs> yeah, for the love of the game. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Yeah. I, in high school, was a part of the golf team freshman year, and I completely relate to your girlfriend. <laughs> I thought I was half decent. Then I joined the team. We all, they like kind of helped teach a little bit. And I, all I got was worse. I got worse yeah. and worse. And then I got, I was like done with it. I, I, think I you, am your girlfriend in the story. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, think, I need someone to get me out of it. But I'm totally, to, yeah. I, I need you to help me one day. Well, yeah. I'm happy to. I'm happy Great. to. But <laughs> I, I do think, especially when you take lessons, you have to get worse before you get better. It's always mm. weird. It's like, but again, microcosm for life. It's like, if you're not, going through a tough period of time, you're not going to get to the other side. You're not going to evolve, you know, as a human being. Your girlfriend and I were probably doing it the poor way. And so then we were being taught the right way. Exactly. And that's hard to to change. Yeah. It's it's like anything else. Like, you know, I always say this about kids, like right when they're about to evolve to that next level of maturity or that next like physicality level, they dip back. And then they yeah. go, and it's like that with sports too, especially yes. golf. Like yes. that's what I was saying. You can play consistently and great for a long period of time, and then you start sucking. And I'm always like, okay, that means like in a few weeks I'm going to get really good again. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was like you were you were saying that earlier too, and it's like yeah. And and again, it's that thing of, am I capable of pushing forward through this tough time? Am I capable of, you know, do I have it in me? Like that testing of yourself, which I, I just. I love, I hate in the moment when it's happening, but you kind of have to think in the back of your head, this is a growth period. I'm going to get better. I mean, I I experienced that so much just doing the groundlings. It was like, I would hit a moment where I'd say, maybe I'm not funny and it would be a terrible time. And then all of a sudden I'd get to the other side and I'm like, I'm funny. You know, like it really mm-hmm. would kind of, you'd, you'd backtrack and you'd get better. And, and it's like, it's, it's so relatable. No, so completely. Now, my father, your father, they are the East Coast people who taught us. Will you do the same for your children? Will you say, listen, I, I feel like it's something they have that my children must learn just like typing, but I'm yeah. curious your perspective. For sure. I think, I think. I mean, just judging by, listen, when I played with my family, we have these great memories like the hole in one, you know, that all four of us were there for. We have these, we've gone on, went to Ireland together and played golf. I mean, we've saw, seen beautiful, beautiful things in the world and we've done it together. And it's kind of 
because we have this shared experience and shared love of the game of golf. And I, I, I wouldn't give back those memories for anything. And then, you know, getting older and, um, last year I went on a golf trip with my cousins and my brother. It's like a, a great way of staying close with people you care about too, you know? Mm-hmm. So I would definitely 100%. do that. Yeah. Yep. We yeah. never even talked about watching golf or the <laughs> sport of golf. We talked about you golfing. Are yeah. you someone who watches? Do you have a favorite player or players? Like, do you find yourself on Sundays just watching the last rounds of stuff? Yeah, sometimes I will. Like on, on Sundays, I'll watch. I mean, of course, the majors. I love watching the majors. Like, I mean, when you hear the music for the Masters come on and Jim Nance saying April 7th, it's like, oh, God, yes, yes. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> there are people listening going, what's a Jim Nance? What's a Jim Nance? Um, <laughs> he's a commentator. So I, I love watching those things. Who went to, who grew, who went to my high school? Did he really? Jim Nance went to my high school in Marlboro, New Jersey. That's, that's my one famous person. That's pretty cool. Did he come speak at your graduation or anything? Or he just, <laughs> no. he just left Marlboro in the dust. Yep, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> kicked, kicked, kicked his shoes off. Yeah. Kicked, yeah. So, yeah, I'll definitely watch. It's a nice, again, you know, I think, I don't know what the hell Prop 27 was, but I definitely gamble a little bit. And so I, uh, <laughs> so, so I'll throw, I mean, really, like, just tell us what's going on. Cause there's one commercial, it's like, don't you dare vote yes on Prop 27. And the other one's like, you got to vote yes. And they give no specifics, but there's gambling involved. John, is this a thing? Is this a thing we can have you back for political advertisements? Please tell Uh, me this is like a hundred percent. We can have great. Okay, we'll have another thirty minute convo about deep diving into your love. (laughs) How many times do you spend fifteen of the thirty seconds thinking, "Oh, this is pro this person," and at the end, it's like never. You know, it's like. It's very, um, I agree. It's very convoluted and confusing. It's definitely another yeah. podcast topic. <laughs> yes. So watching golf. Yes. I like to do it. I like to gamble on it. I'll throw some money on some guys. Um, Cameron Smith right now. I love him. The guy's got an unbelievable short game. It's like watching someone's hands move through with the move through the club and, and just, just, just buttery little chip shots. People are listening are like, what the hell are you talking about? But man, does that bring me joy. I love it. Uh, before we wrap, I, I do have one question. You 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 answered it, I think, but I'm curious because you're you're so thoughtful. I feel he like wants you, to go deeper. I feel like I'm curious. <laughs> I, I always like to go just a little I like to go as deep as I can without being too invasive. Uh the question I have for you is the why question. So you said, you know it's it's good that you know when you're on the course it's a lot of life lessons it's john all right it's about you know bettering yourself Mm -hmm. and competing against yourself and golf teaches you so much about yourself and about you know getting ahead in life and moving forward and stuff why do you think that's such a value to you do you think that because again some people don't need to accomplish anything in life. Some people's success is just having a family and a good job and putting food on the table and calling it a day. And like, that's great. Like, I love that. So what is it for you? Do you think, do you think it's a family thing or do you think it's a personal thing that this drive to better oneself is so important to you and golf represents that? 
Well, I think, you know, I, I agree with you. Some people just want to play golf on the weekend because it's an activity to do. And I think I put a lot more importance in it, especially because being in this industry, it's so, you know, you're, you're, you can be overly consumed by what's going on in your life and if what you're doing and everything. And I kind of use it as an escape. Like when I look at, mm. I like, I'm going to play on Friday and I think, oh, beautiful. I'm not going to be looking at my emails. I'm not going to be wondering if I'm missing out on something. I am just going to be fully zoned in on playing this round of golf. And that is going to bring me joy. Even if I play like a complete ass, it keeps you me know, present. I love it keeps that. me present. It keeps me present. Yeah. Yeah. Great. All right, sir, if you'd be so kind to regale us uh, with a little love letter to this uh, beautiful, beautiful sport. Not the beautiful sport, but <laughs> a beautiful sport. A beautiful sport. Dear Golf, thank you for the life lessons you've given me. Thank you for being there even when I decided to leave you for a few years in college. Thank you for always remaining steadfast and waiting for me to return to you. And thank you for the memories you've given me with my family and friends. And thank you for that hole-in-one on July 4th, 2003. Love, Jono. Love, Jono. Amazing. <laughs> <laughs> VR training platforms like the one developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International are helping surgeons train over and over before operating on real patients. As you practice each skill, the muscle memory starts to develop. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Alex Ryder is back. Hello, Alex. We have a lot of work to do. To face his greatest challenge yet. We have an active threat. They can wipe out an entire city. People are going to die. Now he's running out of time. We have three days to find and destroy. He doesn't know who he can trust. We're not your enemies. We never have been. Everything I've been told has been lies. And our future is in his hands. The truth can be complicated. On April 5th... This weapon is capable of inflicting 100,000 deaths in a heartbeat. The danger is everywhere. Scorpio are no longer hiding in the shadows. The battle threatens everyone. It's personal. It's revenge. It's kill or be killed. That's when you find out what you're really capable of. And his choice could change everything. I'm sick of being manipulated to do what everyone else wants. Tell him the truth, all of it. The world is in black and white. All we really have are the people we trust. Alex Ryder, season three, streaming free April 5th. Stream seasons one and two free now. It's true though, Claire. I joined the golf team in high school and it just made me not ever want to do golf again. And I feel like that's sad because I there was a time when I enjoyed it, but that was a long time ago. And I wish I had the same verve that the two of you had because you guys love Well, golf. but what is your uh what is your dissuadance towards golf? Like we didn't really identify that. Is it just you're not good at it? Or is it yeah. you don't like walking? Yep, yep, that's it. Or nope. you don't like carrying just heavy things around on your back, or you don't <laughs> like plaid, or what? What is the deal? <laughs> I wish it was just apparel. Um, yeah. <laughs> no, I just, I think it was, I just wasn't very good. And it's frustrating to do something, especially how long it takes. You're like, if you're not good at it 
and then you're doing it for that amount of time. It's just this sad thing. But I wonder if you didn't have proper, like, instruction intro to golf. Like, did you just go out and try to, like, play? Or have you been to the driving range? You could go to Top Golf now and learn, which is really amazing and fun. Um, I do not work for Top Golf. I'm not, and I don't have an endorsement deal with them, but I do not love yet. the concept. Not yet. Um, not yet. <laughs> all I need is there. another thing in my life right now. Um, <laughs> God help me. Can we just have someone on here who's like obsessed with organization? And like, I guess I always end up wanting to do whatever the subject of the podcast is. So, like, we need Giselle back. Remember I, that conversation yes, with Giselle? I need Giselle in to like Giselle move Jimenez. in with me for a few months, and like maybe the the nanny from that show, the nanny. Like, these are the people we need to have on our podcast right now. Not golf. All of a sudden, we're gonna have a we're gonna have a campaign. It's just gonna be a. <laughs> It's just going to be a bunch of like cleaning people and people with great spreadsheets. It's like, Claire, mm-hmm. what, who are all these people? They're none of these people are famous. You're like, no, but they're important. They're important to <laughs> me. Um, they're important to me. No, but your intro to golf, what What was your intro? Did you just go out and try to play? Because that doesn't kind work. Kind of. Yeah, yeah. I don't think they really taught us very well. So, I, I yeah, I definitely could use some legitimate lessons well and also if you try to like start hitting with your drivers you're gonna be it's you're gonna fail because it's just too much of a club for someone of your stature starting out you know so like he was you know he talked about we talked about the irons like i really believe the best way when i teach someone is to start with the seven and like play the whole course with the seven iron you're obviously you're not going to make par you're going to go over by several especially because you're a new player, but you're not going to have the frustration of not being able to to direct the ball in the right direction, you know? Claire, I love how you know everything, and I mean this in the best possible way. What do you mean? I don't know everything. I mean, you just do. Like, you just, like, like, I did not know this at all about you until today, this golf thing. Like, anything competitive, it's so... It's so charming. I'm charming AF that you just like if it's competitive, Claire Kramer has done it and here's and here's how and why. It's a, it's very it's very charming. I you, well, I you like know, it. I'm I'm definitely someone who likes to win. <laughs> I know. This is I not... like it's consistent. I think that you you're a completionist like I am. I feel like Claire Kramer is a is a completionist competitive person. If yes. you can compete at it, Claire's done it and it makes me it makes me happy. Well, um, I like I like to make you happy and I like to make our listeners happy too. Yes, uh, we love hearing yes. from you guys. So if you uh, want to drop us a line, we are Fanatics on Twitter. We are Fanatics.com where you can find all our episodes from A to Z, from G, golfing to S, supermarkets, uh, supermarket sweep to be specific or Trader Joe's T S T we should do an alphabet um, run of fanatics at a different time, but for today sharing is caring. That's our other tagline. So please share the show with those you love. And uh, until next week, you know, get out there and golf. And before you guys go coming up next week on fanatics, Amber Benson. Yes. Tara from Buffy the Vampire Slayer. She's also been on Supernatural and pretty much every like other film and television series in the entire world because she's been doing this since she was tiny. Um, Amber is an amazing friend of mine, and she comes on to talk about her fanaticism of the study of female serial killers. It is a very interesting episode, and we hope to see you guys next week. 
Thank you for listening to Fanatics, a Roddenberry podcast. For more episodes and info, head over to wearefanatics.com or tweet your Fanatics thoughts and stories at wearefanatics. Yes, that's we are F-A-N-A-D-D-I-C-T-S. Our show is hosted by Claire Kramer and me, David Magadoff. Produced by me, Claire Kramer, and Kelsey Goldberg. Executive producers Trevor Roth and Rod Roddenberry. Our sound engineer and editor is Elizabeth Joy Windham. And you can thank Stephen Mudd for our theme song. Catch us next Thursday for another Fanatics episode. Want to know what's a ton of fun? John O. Wilson and a hole in one. Even though his brother picked up the ball, he still loves him, mistakes and all. Hole in one, hole in one, hole in one.